0: Erudin, yod, mishnah yod, daled. Now we're going to see three more cases where an activity is permitted only in the Beth HaMikdash. Kohen, Shelaka, Betzbao Gemi, Bamikdash. A Kohen who has a wound on their finger can wrap a reed around it in the temple. We're not in the rest of the country now. You can't wrap a reed around a reed on Shabbat, rabbinically speaking, because the reed helps to heal the wound, and healing procedures are rabbinically forbidden on Shabbat, because the rabbi is concerned that people might come and crush, to, to crush herbs to make medicines on Shabbat, which is uh, a biblical prohibition um, of, um, of grinding, so therefore you can't treat minor aches and pains on Shabbat. But if you have a Kohen who's serving in the Beth Macdash who has a, has an unsightly wound on their hand, they may cover it with a re- reed because because it's it's considered necessary for the Beth Macdash because it's improper for a wound to be seen on a Kohen when they're performing a service in the Beth Macdash, so they should cover it with something. And this is also talking about places where there's no, not going to be an imposition between their hand and something that they're holding. Now that's part one. However, if they tie the reed right, tightly around the wound in order to draw blood from it, it's forbidden both here in the HaMikdash and here outside the HaMikdash because you can't draw blood um, on Shabbat. It's a biblical prohibition, a Torah of slaughtering, which is forbidden even in the HaMikdash. Second case, Boskin Melach al gabekevesh Bishvil We can crush salt and scatter it on the ramp leading to the altar so that the Kohanim do not slip. As they walk up and down the ramp, although this is rabbinically forbidden because it resembles the melachah of building, it's permitted in the Beit Dash. So you had clumps of salts that have been crushed, and then the salts stuck together again. You can crush the new clumps, but crushing salt for the first time will be pro- problematic. And spreading salts in any case resembles building because it improves the surface, it, making it less slippery. But we're going to say that the ra- this prohibition is is overridden in the Beit Dash. The third case involves drawing water from a well. With a bucket that is raised and lowered by means of a wheel, we can draw water with a bucket tied to a wheel from the Exiles' well and the Great Well, which were located on the Temple premises on Shabbat. This too is forbidden rabbinically, yet permitted in the Beth Dash. The rabbis were concerned that if they permit people to draw from a well. By means of a wheel, you can draw. You, people might come to draw water and water their garden, which is a malacha, It's forbidden in the malacha of planting. Okay, so that would be permitted um, in the the d'ash. Or beyond we can draw water with the bucket tied to a wheel from the well of the source which is called the well and the source because being fed by a spring, it was the source from which people accessed the spring's water on Yom Tov. That was permitted on Yom Tov, even though that well is not in the Bethlehem Akdash. So when people who lived in, in the diaspora went to Yerushalayim for Yom Tov and they needed to drink water from this particular well, the prophets among them allowed them to do so using a wheel. Once they allowed it, it remained permissible to draw water from this well on Yom Tov using a wheel, even though it was not in the Bethlehem Akdash. And this was only for that well, not to any others. Mishnah Tetz Vav, the Mishnah is going to bring one more rabbinically forbidden activity that is permitted in the bet HaMikdash Now, we're talking about the Sheretz here, one of the eight species of creeping animals whose carcasses are Tamer and transmit tumat to people or objects with which they come into contact Now if they find the dead Sheretz in the bet HaMikdash, it must be removed because nothing Tamer can be brought into the bet HaMikdash or be allowed to remain there it's Got to be taken straight out the Mishnah discusses how a dead Sheretz would be removed from the Bet HaMikdash on Shabbat kohen If a dead Sheretz is found in the Bet HaMikdash, a Kohen can remove it with a belt on Shabbat even though the Sheretz is Mukseh and cannot be moved any place outside the Bet HaMikdash Why do we do this? So to, not, to not keep the Tumah in the Bet HaMikdash any longer than necessary since it must be a tame object. Must be removed from the Midash, The chest must be taken out immediately. A kohen is therefore able to pick it up right away with their belt, even though the belts will become tame. Okay, Divre Rabbi Yochanan ben Baraka, These are the words of Rabbi Yochanan ben Baraka Okay, now re- we're going to see that really they should use uh, wooden tongues that can't become tame. Okay, and pick up the sherets with the tongues, because you can't leave. But because you can't leave the sheretz in mezuzah, Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan ben Barakah said, you can use your belt. And again, even though that you can't even make the Khan's belt tamer because it's one of the the, the garments of the of the kohen, so it it is it's got some kedusha, and it can't become it can't become tameh. Again, we're going to see that um, we see that the sherets needs to be removed as quickly as possible, so you can even make the belt tameh. Than using the wooden tongues. Okay, however, we do not permit the kohen to use their hands to take out the shez because they would become tameh themselves, and that would be worse um, than contaminating the belt. Because if you become if you become Tame the besamitash, you get karet. Okay, but making something uh, a sacred object like a belt tameh the besamitash is not an issue of karet. So, so we, we find this level that the belt is preferable. Now, Rabbi Huda Al-Meh, Rabbi Huda says. They should pick up the sherets with wooden tongues, which cannot become Tamet because they're flat wooden tongues. There's no cavity, so therefore cannot become Tamer. And they shouldn't use their belt to because we don't want to increase Taman the Better okay? You've got the sherets, okay? You don't want to start making a belt Tamer. Okay, so wait till you find the wooden tongues. It's not gonna become Tamer. So therefore, okay, so even though the sherets might wait a bit longer till you find the wooden tongues it's still preferable to picking up with a belt and increasing the Tumah in the Dash, even though it's going to be a short time. Now... As we mentioned earlier, it's permitted to remove the sheriffs, even though it's mukser, because we 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 are not pro- we're not applying the rabbinic prohibition of mukser in this situation. However, now we're going to see the Mishnah bringing a Tana who holds that the mukser prohibition is waived only if the sheriff is found in the most sacred part of the bet midrash. From where the bet midrash can we remove it, despite it being mukser? We can remove it if the shush is found from the hechal, okay, which is where the the kodesh was, where the kodesh was, where the menorah, the shulchan, and the mizbeach hazav were from the from the antechamber, which is the olam, which is the hall that led in from the courtyard into the hechal, and from the section between the hechal, sorry, between the olam and, and the mizbeach, okay, this space between the Miz, the, the mizbeach and the olam, these are the most sacred parts of the bishamidash, so it could be removed from there. So in that place, would we permit them to remove it on Shabbat? Divrei Rabbi Shimon Ben-Nanas These are the words of Rebbe Shimon Ben-Nanas. So even though you've got to remove the shares from the Besamekdash immediately, okay, it's not so strong, that it overrides other prohibitions okay it's only going to be in this the most sacred parts okay but he says that if it's not in the most sacred parts then then you, you leave it there it doesn't override it's not it's not so important to override the Moksa now Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says we remove it from any place that a Tame person is liable to bring Karet for entering deliberately and is obligated to bring a khatat for entering inadvertently okay now a tame person can't into the, can't enter the Hechal, the Ulam. Or any part of the of the khatseh, of the courtyard. And if they do so on purpose, but knowing that they're not allowed to do this, they get karet. And if they don't know that they're doing this, either they forget that they're tamer, they forget that they they, they, they they they're not allowed to enter this part, they must bring a chat. So any of these areas, okay. Now this includes the, the hechal, the sanctuary, the ulam, the antechamber, and the entire chat even beyond the altar. Okay, so so to Rabbi any of these places, if a Sheretz is found in that place on Shabbat, it must be removed and only if it's found outside the Chatser should it be left in place until after Shabbat. Now the Mishnah teaches what should be done if a dead sheriff is found on Shabbat in a place from where it cannot be removed. So let's say according to Rabbi uh, Shimon Ben-Nanas it was found anywhere in the Chatser beyond the Mizbeach or outside the Chatser according to Rabbi Kiva. So Sha'a Kolam HaKumat and if the sheriff is found in any other place in the Mishnah on Shabbat, Kofin lav pass we cover it with a pot and leave it until Shabbat Okay, so if it's found in these places, we just cover it in a pot and then we sort it after Shabbat Okay, now, we're going to end the Mishnah and the Masechta with a statement that goes back to Mishnah Yod Gimel which taught that if there was a string of a musical instrument used in the Besamic Dash and it broke on Shabbat you can tie the knots together with a temporary you can tie the strings together with a temporary knot. Ruby Shimon disagrees. Okay, so we didn't see that opinion there. He forbids even a temporary knot because it might lead to making a permanent knot, which is biblically prohibited. Okay, he would permit the string to be tied only with a bow. Okay, a bow that can be tied, that can be untied with one with like pulling one string. Now, in that case, Ruby Shimon is strict. Okay, he says you can't you can't tie it with a temporary knot, um, you can only tie it with a bow. However, in Mishnah in Perak Dalit, Mishnah Yod Aleph, he was lenient. Okay, in the Mishnah in Mishnah in perak Yod Aleph, he said that if a person is if if when Shabbat began, a person is just one amma outside the line that marks the Tchumat of the town, they don't have two thousand amot from their current place. Okay, Rabbi Shimon says now, as long as this person was within 4, fifteen amot of the line. They can walk anywhere, they, they're considered to be a part of the tchum of the town and they can walk within the tchum of the town. Why, we're going to see now, why Rabbi Shimon is strict in one case of the string and is lenient in the case of the tchum. Rabbi Shimon, Omer. Rabbi Shimon says In the place where you're allowed to walk, okay, so anywhere within the tchum of the town, they're giving you what is yours. As in, if a person is 15 hours outside the boundary when Sabbath Shabbat began, they can go anywhere within the town's because we saw we did mention it earlier that when the markers of the Towns Tachum are usually placed fifteen amok closer to the town than the true boundary. Okay, we saw that in the Mishnah there. So even though this person's fifty 15 amok beyond the markers, they're still within the Tchum. So, that ruling is nothing special, there's no special leniency, it's just the reality. That case isn't comparable to the case of the broken string, where we rule le- stringently. Why? Because the rabbis only allowed you to do in the Better Mekdash only that which is just Shavuot and not which is a biblical prohibition. So, it's forbidden to tie the broken string of a musical instrument, even the Better Mekdash, because some knots are biblically prohibited. So, Rabbi Shimon permits tying the strings with a bow, because all kinds of bow temporary or permanent, are forbidden only according to rabbinic law So he says, ah, right, so you're allowed to break rabbinic law, so to speak, in the Messamic so therefore you, you can do a bow But you can't use the regular knot because some regular knots are used to... Um, are, 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 are biblically pro- pro- problematic Okay, so... So essentially, yes, yeah, so that, that that explains why Rabbi Shimon was stringent is considered to be stringent in terms of the string that breaks but lenient when it comes to the Tchum have a great day, see you as Sehe